Hello and welcome to Chopcast. I'm Griffin. This is Will. Sam is uh, elsewhere. Um, Braves are back in uh, back in the swing of things, playing baseball again. Started off with a series loss, which is awesome. Um, who really cares though? Winning games at an alarming rate, in a good way. Uh, we're going to talk about some trade ideas, who we're willing to trade, who we want to trade for. And if it is in any way feasible, if we could possibly get Shohei, what that would cost. And uh, that's, that's it. That's what we're talking about. figure out how to i need to like download that song and then have it kind of phase out you know mm, the intro yeah. so that it's a consistent instead one. of just cutting out yeah you know. yeah um because then that would be unprofessional and we're a very professional high quality podcast every single time um yeah so it is July 17th, date of recording. Braves are off tonight. Um, didn't have the best start back, but, uh, I mean, first game was beautiful. Second game was, it was a close fought game, and we just kind of got a little unlucky. Didn't take the chances we had. Uh, and then the last game was awful, but it ended up being a bullpen game, so who cares? Um... We'll talk about that a little more in a second. Will has a uh, has has golfing. That's the main turn of your attention right now. Has yeah. uh, did you go to the range today? No, they were closed today. So uh, oh, you wait. You, did you do your short game? Uh, I was going to, but I just was like, I want a day off. So mm. uh, does Tiger take a day off? No, but Tiger's also been playing since he was three years old. That's, a, that's, um, a, that's an excuse. Okay. But uh, I'll be playing holes for like the third or fourth time in about a week or so. Um, probably not this weekend, but the next to see like how it progressed. Because it's been about a month since the, since the last time I actually played holes. So I'm getting to the point where I'm going to need to buy... Or get a full set. So, yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah, golf is either the, the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. It's not much middle ground. unless Well, the times where it sucks but it's fun, I guess, is when you're just out there with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And you're playing, maybe, well, and maybe you have a drink or two, but then, like, uh... If you're playing best ball, maybe it's not the worst. I feel um, like the um, I feel like the worst though. I was thinking about it the other day. If you have like a group of friends like playing golf and one is getting like really mad, I feel like it just ruins the event for everyone. Yeah, you can't you can't get too happy if you make a good shot, and then like you can't really joke around too much because they're just on edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. At that point, unless there's, like, other things going on, maybe, at that point, it's on that person to, like, you know, kind of... Be a man. Yeah, honestly, like, not even... Because I've been in that situation, too, before, and I've been that guy, too. And you kind of just have to go, like, oh, I guess this is just the shit on me day, or whatever. (laughs) They can't... But that is also much easier said than done. Golf. Um, I have been found on a golf course uh, face down on the grass, um, wallowing around. That's what I used to do in sixth grade. If I had a really bad miss hit, I would just fling my club and then throw my body on the ground. Oh. Yeah. I've heard Tiger does that, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did that... uh, his first time at Augusta National, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the... 
kind of the same same vein of either the absolute best or the absolute worst is uh, also the same thing as working from home because it's either like awesome get to do work not having someone breathing down your neck and like watch a show while you're working and then or it's like there's just depression lingering over your shoulder and there's <laughs> there's no one there to talk to you about it and it's all dark and scary um but anyways yeah but um let's talk about the braves talk about the mlb trade deadline um yeah i don't we're at 61 wins now losing i don't think many people expected us to lose that first series against the white Sox. um the first game seems so good. It looked so good just tearing up Michael Kopech. He got one out, um, which was made me feel so good uh, outside of just for the Braves because I had him on my – I used to have him on my fantasy team, and then he walked like seven batters, finally dumped him, and then got to see him get torched in that game, so it was nice. Um, but, yeah, and then – uh, Dylan Cease tore us up in the third day. Lance Lynn did okay in the second game. Um, Strider had an off game. I put in the Instagram story, I didn't like his sequencing in times. Because a lot of those White Sox hitters are, like, you know, been garbage this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just one instance that I got really pissed off. It was like the game was tied four, four Jake Berger up. And then it was an O two O two with one or two outs. And I was, I literally said to out loud to the TV listening to me, um, like this is a clear cut, either change up or slider. Please do not throw another fastball even if he's expecting a breaking ball through a fastball center up. And he was like, Jake Berger was early on it, crushed it. And then we never got the lead back after that. So uh, I, I feel like there's times that Strider just gets too cocky in his fastball almost. And I feel like he does worse against worse uh, against bad opponents mm-hmm. by just not respecting them. I guess. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, not super worried about it. Uh, we'll see what happens in this next series against a kind of skidding D-backs team. But going into what we're going to talk about for the most, pretty much all this episode, um, there were multiple teams or m- multiple analysts, pundits, and whoever journalists who are saying like the Braves aren't really going to do anything at the deadline because they don't really need anything, which is still mostly true, but definitely less true than it was two weeks ago. Um, because just had a number of injuries start to pile up, um, including, so we already, already had Jesse, um, a couple weeks ago. And he should be back, hopefully, two to three weeks, but there's still not really a time frame for him. Um, but then Nick Anderson randomly gets put on the 60-day IL. He was our, consistently our setup man pretty much this whole year and doing really well. Um, apparently, what like what he said was the, the literally the last pitch that he threw when he, in his last game, he felt something go off in his back that he's never felt before. Like yeah. He's never he's never had a back injury or whatever. It was either back or it was a shoulder. Yeah, he'd never done anything with his shoulder. And they're hopeful he returns in September, which would be great, but I don't I don't know in what capacity. So that sucked. Um sign random player used to be uh on the Phillies and Giants, Dalton Guthrie. Bring back Luce, Lucas Lickey. We'll see what happens there. I don't know. He was good with the Yankees last year, but he was terrible while he was on the Braves. 
Um, and then, and then AJ Minter goes down, and he's on the 15-day IL as of two days ago. Back was well, backdated to the 12th with left shoulder inflammation. So now you have a bullpen that has some significant holes. Those guys should be back, but like, I mean. You want to get some replacements now to keep rolling, but then also, like, the bullpen, you, you're never going to refuse an opportunity for another good arm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely the bulk of where I feel like our trades are going to be, which situates nicely with kind of what our trade stock is because those are the easiest, like, trade partners to find for... Um, but then now you have Eddie Rosario, who's day to day. I think it was like some hamstring stuff, um, which isn't super concerning. And like, if we can't find anybody, then we have Kevin Pillar and Sam Hilliard, which are fantastic backups. But if we're able to get someone who is a much more qualified starter, everyday starter, would definitely. Uh, be interested in that um so have this list in front of me of the top 25 trade candidates at this point in time um is that the one from bleacher report yeah i the, saw that one yeah yeah um and i guess i mean we could also get a starting pitcher if we wanted to Max Freed just made another rehab start in Rome. Um, and, I mean, he's going to move pretty soon. He should hopefully be up in the next two weeks at the most. Um, Kyle Wright's still probably going to be at least three weeks before he's even put on a rehab assignment. So, what... Um, I guess since you're looking at you're looking at that same list... Well, I'm not right now, but I can Okay, well, you, you, you did look at that same list. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what were some of the... Who were some of the... People in general, but I'm assuming most of the people you're thinking of are relievers. Uh, yeah, I actually thought more starters, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I just... I don't know, I feel like... Starters are just so much easier because then you can just kick them to the bullpen and like playoff time. Yeah, it's just me personally, like wanting, like would wanting, would want a starter as opposed to like, I don't know, um, like another reliever. But I will say I do think the Braves are gonna get a reliever. I just, it's so tough to predict. Which yeah, relievers like, are really difficult because it's, it's like really difficult. You're not so. you're not having to give up that as much stock as the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple relievers in the mix that are definitely going to get some big guys. All I know of is Barlow and Lang, probably. Really? Yeah, I don't know the others, but. Uh well, so, I mean Josh Hader, is yeah the I didn't really see that one, but yeah. Um, I could see David Bednar. Could see him. Yeah, David Bednar and Josh Hader are the primary relievers. Uh, apparently, the Mets are going to be shopping David Robertson too, um, mm. who could be pretty big. And I, I think I saw like, I, I don't know if this would make sense, but I feel like I saw that they would consider shopping him to, to rivals even as Mm. well so he would definitely be somebody i would like to have um yeah scott barlow jordan hicks is another one um he's kind of started to come back into form recently uh and then keenan middleton who i'd never heard of before who's on the white Sox, but he kind of torched the braves for them well he got banged up a little bit, 
but he was able to get out of it. He, I mean, he, I really liked his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing him. Um, and then just, yeah, some, some randos. Who of those relievers... So, I guess... Who would you want the most and then who is the best fit would you think i would uh i'd probably say barlow i just don't know how expensive he's gonna be it's so tough to gauge with it because i feel like in general like the trade deadline this year i think everyone's gonna be more expensive than usual because there's so few yeah i think it's I think that was mostly the thought a month ago because a month ago more teams were in play and like that was when there was a number of people like saying that uh, there was not going to be much happening during the deadline mm-hmm. and like the only team that we could think of with valuable players that would be doing much that would be selling would be the White Sox. But now, I mean, you have the Padres and the Mets who are I don't think the Padres are going to be selling, but yeah, I do get what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, you think about how like, uh, yeah, in this bleacher report article, it says like, which is probably true that Josh Hader is Josh Hader is probably going to be offered a contract that's larger than the current Edwin Diaz one Mm -hmm. and the Padres are not going to be the ones to do that because they already have so much money guaranteed money on the table. Um, they're not going to like, you think about that, you think about how much money they already have tied up right now. And this is the last year that they have control over him. Like, he only has two months of control for, you know, any team. Um, I think they would be willing to part with him to get some pieces back. And they don't, I mean, maybe even want, like, somebody who's active, which would potentially benefit us, like someone who's kind of major league ready in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I feel like it was less likely even two weeks ago, but the fact that they've continued to skid, I mean, they're eight games back of the last wild card spot right now. Are they actually? Wow. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah. Like I didn't really, cause I've, I like the Padres and like a lot of other people have said too. And I've had the same thought. It's not an independent thought. Just like it's bad for the sport in a way if they, do this if they do so badly because mm-hmm. then it just gives managers like you know of managers like for the guardians who's like you know one of the wealthiest owners but then also has one of the cheapest payrolls to just keep doing what they're doing yeah um so that sucks but uh, it it's pretty much uh, it, it would take a lot for them to have to, for to even come back in, but being eight games back of the third wild card spot, and you look at the consistency of the teams above them too, and it's like, I feel like it's just going to be a wider gap. I do get that, but I also eight games is tough. But just knowing the Padres, I just an AJ Preller, based on like the way they've gone about things. They're just so aggressive. I think they would rather like see this season through and then try it again next year. Like I think they've already pushed in like all of the chips they have. And I feel like they can't back out at this point. <clears throat> Cuz they've they are certainly like not a conservative organization. I think they would rather be aggressive and like pay for mistakes down the road. As opposed to, like, <clears throat> maybe doing the more conservative thing and, like, selling off. Yeah. I mean, they have the window that they've opened for themselves with how much they've spent. 
they're really just at the beginning of that window. Uh, like, they got at least the next five, six years of the guys that they already offered a crap ton of money of what should be their prime. So, like, I would say in that respect, and especially with Josh Hader, they would be f- more fine with selling him especially. Yeah. Realizing this year, like, you just... Xander and Machado, especially, are p- playing both very well below their potential, and everyone sees that. Um, Man, more than likely. coming back, though. But okay. you look... Yeah, you look at the season. It's been a well, horrible... Fair. His like looking at his uh his trade value right now on the baseballtradevalues.com thing uh it was like negative one one hundred and fifty which is nuts um but I think trading hater doesn't necessarily even give up the season either uh because they have other arms in that bullpen but it's like you think about the risk between keeping Hayter and then losing him because more very likely they're not going to be able to re-sign him mm-hmm. for what he's going to get paid. So it's either you lose him, you roll the dice that are very heavily against you to keep him for you know just that one closing role versus every other thing in that organization that's not going right right now. Or you trade him off, you get a couple pieces back, maybe including a starting piece. They're not, maybe including someone who could be MLB ready to try to help the team now in a different way. And then if you come back, then that's you kind of use the other arms you have in your bullpen to try to figure it out. Um, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna get traded. Um just thinking about it more and convincing myself. I think it would be a very big, it would be a fault for the Padres if they did not trade him. Um, almost kind of like, uh, you know, like Wilson Contreras and Ian Hat for the Cubs last year. Oh yeah. Um, you see the Cardinals are officially sellers now. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they are so stupid. I mean, they're just so dumb. Yeah. Oh, so did you see? So you know how like Wilson Contreras was the scapegoat and everything. Apparently, he was calling pitches that the pitchers did not even like throw. So he would call for like a slider. Yeah. And the pitcher would they did not have the slider in their repertoire. Oh, wow. That is pretty tough. Um, I just hate the Tyler O'Neill thing. Like, that was really bad. <laughs> like, I mm. despise the Cardinals, like, a ton. But, I mean, that's just a shitty thing to do to someone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if looking at what we have, looking at, uh, the arms that we already have. We do have the injuries, but we have those guys coming back soon. Even with Nick Anderson going on the 60-day IL, he could return like September 5th or something like that and then be around for the postseason, try to get him warm back up in the regular season and get him uh, good for the postseason. Would you rather get... Three good arms in the bullpen, or one like you know, hater, pre- hater or Bednar. Uh, so basically, well, like I don't think honestly, I don't think the Braves, because I'm pretty sure David Bednar is under team control for like. Four more years. Yeah, he would be harder to get. Yeah, I don't think that's very realistic. Now, the hater one I do think is more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also people that have been trying, like, I don't think this one's realistic at all, um, but there's been a bunch of Braves fans on bigger Braves pages saying, like, clamoring for Emmanuel Classe 
but oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think the Guardians are gonna be sellers. No. I don't even know if they're really gonna be buyers though either. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I think that anyway, I'd rather have Hater than three like decent arms, because I mean with Hater, like he immediately becomes the best reliever in the team. Yeah, I mean he would do that basically anywhere. Yeah, fair. Um. That does well. I mean, I guess Rysel last year was the setup guy, um, and especially with Nick Anderson being gone and a- Nick Anderson, AJ both being gone, we just lost both of our setup men for at least AJ the next two or three weeks, and and then you. Uh, Nick Anderson and for the next two months, basically. I feel like that gives more reason to trying to get Hater. Um, but more than likely his what's like the what we're gonna have to give up is gonna be bloated by how many teams are gonna want him purely just because yeah of how good he is, even if they need a closer or not. Like, if he only had two months, if, like, Bednar, if, just comparing, like, if Bednar only had two months of control left, I feel like he's a guy that really teams would only pursue if they needed a closer or, like, I really definitely needed a better closer. But with Hater, it's basically any team is going to want to try to get him because he's just that good. It doesn't matter how good your closer is. He's not going to be as good as Josh Hader for the most part. Um, so, yeah, just kind of thinking about that out loud now with both of our setup men gone, that would be a perfect replacement, getting Josh Hader and pushing Rysel back to the eighth inning where he dominated mm-hmm. last year. I know Snicker is not into the idea of like changing closers mid year, but this would be. Yeah, this yeah. is an exception. I yeah. mean, Rizal has no business closing over Josh Hader. <laughs> yeah. But that would be. Now I'm getting excited <laughs> putting this in my head. So, like, I looked at this earlier. This is definitely one of the things I, I see. I see baseball trade values like the MLB trade simulator online as a mostly reliable source. But then you get into a lot of intangibles and you get into a lot. But it just looks at it purely mathematically. Um, and when you get to somebody like Josh Hader or Otani, who we'll kind of talk about later, but... It's like, it's really difficult to assess because on here, Hater's worth like 2.4. Mm. He only has two months of control left. Um, and I mean, what's his, how much money is he getting? I don't know. He's probably getting paid like a couple million or something this year, the last year of arbitration, maybe closer to 10. Um, but then, like, so he has, like, an equivalent trade value, technically, as, like, one of our lower-end prospects, um, which is not right. Like, that's, you know, it's obviously going to require more. I think if we gave up somebody like Grissom, though, that that would kind of fit in much better i think that fit in much better but they don't i also short don't stuff. i don't think that that's gonna beat other teams um because yeah. i think one team that comes to mind that just seems like a good fit for josh Hader, like he just looks like someone that would play for him are the uh diamondbacks really like he looks in my opinion because i'm pretty sure their bullpen is abysmal uh, they do have like some pretty intriguing prospects. Apparently, I don't think they're like 
like it sounds like they're nothing crazy. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert or anything, but I don't know. I just feel like they are a team that would stick out to me. It's like a likely landing spot for him because, I mean, at the end of the day, if the cost gets too expensive for Hayter, I mean, I don't think the Braves have to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't want to give up too much just for two months of control. Um, and we're more than likely not going to re-sign him either. It's He's probably going to be either, you know, he's not going to be on the Mets, but I guess I don't know if he'll be on the Dodgers. This doesn't have anything to do with our conversation right now, but where would you guess that signs him? for that money i have no idea i mean it's so tough to predict uh honestly texas rangers that's another one i could see maybe yeah they already have so much money guaranteed too though there's a lot there's some places that are like you think about the higher like the larger market teams they're like their payroll is huge and like locked down for a while yeah um i feel like the braves could sign him if they wanted to but like he's gonna get a ridiculous contract that we're just not gonna be willing to pay um i guess um but yeah i would say the same more than likely what's gonna happen is anthopolis is gonna get like two or three random relievers that not many people know about and give away basically nothing. And then they're going to end up being awesome. <laughs> Just like every year. Or, I mean, like the rice cell, no one could have predicted the rice cell thing last year. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like it was genuinely, if someone had proposed that trade idea, they would be laughed at because it was Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez, who Jesse Chavez was an add on. They gave him that, like, he only had a couple months of control left, and he had no value to that team. It was just like, here you go. And so they got Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez for Rysel Iglesias and Jesse Chavez a month later. Um, and for three years of team control for a failing starting pitcher prospect. To a team that wanted to compete and keep Shohei Otani, they gave away the closer that they had three years of... I'm I'm done talking about it. But um, which starting pitchers... You were talking about you were more interested in the starting pitchers. Which ones are you most interested in? Uh, I don't think either of them are particularly good. Um. But because of that, I think both of them are pretty cheap. Uh, I think Michael Lorenzen, who I don't think is all that great, but I don't know. I feel like he very cheap. Uh, he's pitched. I feel like I have no idea what his stats are this year. So I feel he's like, like hovering around a four ERA. That'll do. Um, like nothing crazy, but I mean that's innings. So I did, here, let me, I wrote it down. Uh, none of these prospects I was, like, married to, of course, but I did Michael Lorenzen for Spencer Schwellenbach and Adam Meyer. Um, again, not married to those two at all. Yeah, just kind of equivalent values. Yeah, basically. And then the other one was Jack Flaherty for Schwellenbach and Cole Phillips. Yeah, I I would not give up Schwellenbach or Phillips personally because um, they're both kind of younger and should hopefully both be pretty good. But I understand you're just kind of like throwing in random prospects yeah. that have upside. Um, yeah, well, I was, it's also, I, I do think it's, I'm sure they will be good, but it's also tougher to like, assign a ton of value to those guys because they're so far away yeah it was like triple a that's totally different but yeah i i think 
for one of those guys, Flaherty is a, a better option. I personally don't like Flaherty as a person. I think he sucks uh, from a, a number of opinions, but uh, he definitely has a lot of upside. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be fine with the idea of getting somebody like that who's just kind of getting innings at the least, and mm-hmm. then if they do really well, that's great. If they don't, then basically they're just Drew Smiley from 2021. Just eat innings, and that's your job, um, which is definitely very valued. Uh, I would say... Yeah, I mean, I don't. We're definitely not going to be in the market for like the higher end starting pitchers. Um, they have Shane Bieber on this list, which I, I guess. I feel I mean, like he's a guy that I would not want to be anywhere near. Really? Tell me why. Uh, he has like, if you go and look at Savant mm-hmm. since his uh, Cy Young season, he's lost like. Four or five miles per hour on every pitch. Really? That doesn't sound like a huge deal, but like it is a massive deal. And so, yeah. be, uh, like, there's a big difference apparently between 96 and 95, which is where he was, and like 92, 91. Yeah. Um, Goodness. And is so, that usually like pre TJ signs? I don't think so. I have no idea. It happened last year, too. So it's not just like a this year issue. It's been going on for a while. But because of that, his strikeout rate is also down. Um, so that basically means he has to get like ground balls or fly outs. And he, thro- he only throws like 91 now. Yeah. Like people will tee off that. So that's why I'm like, I, I would be as far away from him as I can. Yeah. And maybe that's why there's rumors of shopping him because this might be where his value is still the highest. Mm-hmm. And he has like years of control left on there too. Yeah. Um, oh, and another thing, like I'm just looking at, so this year he, uh, ERA is a terrible stat, but it has its uses. If we're looking at his ERA this year, it's a 3.77. His expected ERA is a 4.86. Mm. That means that like, He's not like earned a three seven seven. He's earned it a bit higher, and last year he had a two eight eight ERA. Well, his expected was a three five one, so he's mm-hmm. not pitched as well as like the surface stats have shown. That's yeah. why I'm like super anti Bieber. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't think he would be on our radar even just with the amount mm-hmm. of years of control that he has. So yeah, um, my the. Starting pitcher that I would want the most, and I think would just fit in with the system, and he's a lefty, which is nice, uh, is Jordan Montgomery. Um, mm, yeah. I don't think he's like kind of middle tier of the available free agents in terms of starting pitchers. Like he's not on the same level as Blake Snell, Lucas Giolito, um, Marcus Stroman but he's just like right below it. So hopefully there's not as many people that are trying to, to get him. Um, and I just see him as that seems like a perfect type of guy where you either get something great or you just, at least you're getting innings eaten. Um, and he could slot into the bullpen pretty well if we needed him to as well. Um, they have Erod on here. But he's got a lot of years of control left, too, I think. And he's also been kind of injured this year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with Michael Lorenzen. Um, wouldn't be the worst. Um, I don't want Lance Lynn. He's going to get moved somewhere. But that dude is boom or bust, and... It, uh, he's just so old now at this point too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my th- I know this won't happen, but my biggest wish 
is to get Cody Bellinger. Um, that dude has been going off the last yeah. like two weeks, like hitting 500 and averaging basically like a homer a game. Um, looks like you know back to 2019. M- yeah, MVP form. Um, when uh, when Eddie got pulled the other day because of the injury or injury concerns, at least I put up on our story. Um, just like trade for Cody Bellinger question mark, and I immediately had someone DM me uh, who loves Eddie Rosario and was like, "Stop hating on Eddie." I was like. Not hating on him, it's just not saying. Hating on yes. I was like, not hating on him, but if he's injured or there's concern for it, like, wouldn't mind going out and getting someone who could be an everyday starter. And then he's like, Bellinger sucks. Eddie's better than Bellinger. And I just, I didn't respond because <laughs> it just. He doesn't sound like a very open minded individual. No. It, uh, if, he's, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Eddie Rosario is not better than Cody Bellinger. Yeah, it's not that, even close. Like, talking about the postseason, in certain moments, maybe you have a case. On a day-to-day basis, no. Um, I would love that. Don't think it's going to happen. Thankfully, it's only two months of control, so the price would be lower. But then again, I feel like there's a lot of teams that are going to want him. Um. If you had to pick, okay, so obviously don't pick like just the three best uh, trade candidates, but like mm-hmm. in a reasonable sense, if you could like handpick three trades, who would you choose? Um, gosh, putting me on the spot. Uh. I would say Lorenzen, Barlow, and uh, Lorenzen, Barlow, and oh, I don't like that one. I was about to say Tyler O'Neill, but uh, I don't like that one at all. Yeah, um, I don't. I like Lorenzen and Barlow a lot. I mean, they're not incredible, but like they don't have to be. That's like. I think it's totally fine to just get a guy that can fill innings and like give yeah. you solid innings. Um, and then obviously Flaherty, like I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Jordan Montgomery. Um and Maybe we didn't even talk about him. I didn't think about him. Randall Gritchick would be a good idea, I think. But let's go with guys that we talked about more. Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, and I don't know. Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, and I guess. Scott Barlow. That would be tough to package all those guys because there's just not as many names out there as mm-hmm. last year. Um, did you have any more trade ideas written down specifically? Uh, I came up with a fun one for Shohei, but that was it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the, we'll, we'll go into that now and then kind of end with it. Um, Shohei is – it's so – Interesting. I think think realistically, I think he's because it sounds like they're going to move him, which they absolutely should. Yeah, they really changed their opinion on that in like the last week. Yeah, I think my prediction is I think he'll be a San Francisco Giant. That's my it's my call. Because I think they have like they have the prospects to do it, and then they've missed out on like a number of big names. So I think they're going to be more aggressive, at least hopefully. And then they have the money to keep them long-term. That's why I think it'll be that. 
yeah, that's not a that's not a bad thought. I didn't really think about them as much. Um, yeah, apparently, like he has a couple different things on his wish list, and like one of those is he's he wants to stay on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he gets to free agency, he's a Dodger. I don't see a way he's not a Dodger. Yeah. I don't know. It that's going to be so interesting to watch. Yeah, cuz like that's the biggest cuz I remember the really the last time that there was like the really big free agency for me or just I, I I like on a broader scale, which I don't even care about the NBA, but it was like the last time that LeBron was deciding where he was going to sign. Mhm. Um and it just it's like, like a league altering type player. Yeah. And but this is so much bigger than that. Like it I would suck though because LeBron. I have no idea how it works for people like that, but would I mean if Sho- Shohei's going to win the MVP this year. I I don't see a way yeah. he doesn't. But if he goes to the National League, does he steal it away from Ronald? I have no idea how that works. Oh. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because I think regardless of uh, – Ronald's been insane, but I think Shohei's going to get one of them. Whichever league he's in, I think he's going to get it. Yeah. Which would really suck, honestly. Have there ever been co-MVPs? Uh, I don't think so. Because they would – like, that does suck. Because then that – I mean, Ronald's having one of the best – seasons of anyone of this century mm-hmm. at the least but he doesn't pitch and that's yeah. pretty much the difference maker and um, pitch like well like pitch extremely well it's um, just wild that he's able to do this it's insane yeah yeah i don't know how that would work because i don't think there's ever been like a I looked up the last, because this interested me when we were talking about this one time, but like the last Cy Young that got traded mid-season was like an 81. Mm. And before then, it it didn't happen because like trading, well, it didn't happen for a while before then. (sighs) I'm going to look up last MLB. Well, do you want to hear what I think a Braves package would be for uh, Shohei? Yeah, let me um, say what Sam said first. He didn't give me, like, a real package, but since he wasn't here tonight, he gave me kind of his thoughts on just a potential package for Shohei. Um, so his thoughts, he just gave them to me in bullet points, basically, but he said he would trade Grissom for anyone that'll take him. I'm on that same boat if it's, like, a good enough player that we have a good shot at signing. I don't want to give him up for two months of Shohei as the only person that I would give Grissom up for, um, pretty much. Maybe Cody Bellinger. Maybe. Um, And he said, don't hate unloading Ian Anderson either. Um, Yeah. Uh, He says that... He would be willing to give up Elder Grissom and Ian Anderson for Shohei. Um, that would maybe do it, but that's just an interesting package. I don't think they would go for that. Just I don't think that that, that I don't think Elder would be involved. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me what you think. Um, so like I looked at the trade value thing and everything. I think it's a fine tool. I just, I just do not agree with some of it. Um, cause I think it's the numbers they come up with can be arbitrary at times. Cause the one thing I realized is that whoever trades for Shohei, they get like a three or four month head start, which that's like, <laughs> that is so valuable um you also get Shohei. Yeah. So I don't see a way 
where I ha- I do not see any way in which the Braves can get Shohei without Michael Harris. I just, I don't think it's possible. Hmm. Um, so I think, because I mean, you have to realize, like, if Michael Harris is not involved, the Orioles are willing to offer probably like four top 100 guys. Like, yeah. Grissom's good and everything, but that, like, that, you'd be crazy to pick that over him. Um, so I just thought, and again, like, not married to the other players outside of Harris, but I think it would have to be Harris, AJ Smith, Shaver, Schuster, and Dodd. Okay. So you said Harris, AJ Smith, Shaver. Mm-hmm. Schuster uh, and Dodd. Schuster and Dodd. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but, but I mean, but, before I share with you a trade idea that I saw online that I think is, I'll, I'll get to in a second. But anyway, there has never been an MVP who was traded midseason. Oh, wow. Okay. So that would be a conundrum for sure. Um,. And there was only the it was in 1984. Rick Sutcliffe was traded from Cleveland to Chicago. He was the only one that ever won the Cy Young that was traded midseason. Mm. Um, which no one's been talking about Corbin Burns. I know that like the Brewers are at the head of their division, but they also traded Josh Hader. <laughs> yeah, so um, stupid. I will never understand why they did that. So he might be an interest, not for the Braves, but like, I feel like the Orioles might do something there with that. Okay. Mm. This might piss some people off and it doesn't necessarily make me happy either. You have to be realistic with some, with this type of trade. Like, yeah, but this, I think this could get it done legitimately i think that this could get it done especially knowing the angels knowing that they will pay for somebody they're not going to be able to they would pay for shohei honestly if but like he doesn't want to stay um so the trade is this max freed kyle wright vaughn grissom jared schuster i can maybe see it I love all of those guys. I'm man on Schuster. I don't really care right now. He hadn't done too much, but he's shown he has some potential. I wouldn't want to see any of those guys go, but you think about each one of them. Max Freed, with every day that passes, you see the youth that's developing really quickly with our pitching. And you see, like, we've locked down all these other guys around him. And you look at these how these you've already talked about this this before but how these larger contracts with pitchers usually go yeah. you do not get anywhere remotely the value you should of what you are paying yeah mm-hmm. which you know it sucks and it's like i despise the thought of max freed being on another team um would lo- love for him to be on the braves for life but we have you know two months of control of him left and more than likely, there is going to be some other team that shells out the money for him because they need him more than we do. Mm-hmm. And like he could take a hometown discount, maybe he he you know he would, but that's pretty doubtful, especially with the fact that they have not re-signed him to this point. And you think about Freddie and you think about Dansby, both guys that would have liked to stay with the Braves but ended up taking the money instead because I mean they probably. Well, Freddie, that was a screwed up situation. Dansby made like fifty million more than he would if if he were in Atlanta, which I still, I mean, resentful in, of that in a way. But I don't care about Dansby as much as I did Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Freed is like seventy five percent gone, more than likely after this year. You give him to the Angels, and you give them a head start on who will be one of the best free agent pitchers available and it's going to get a large contract. They could offer the money for him. And that's as good enough as a deal as it is in that Kyle Wright has 
four or five years of control left. Um, I think four and a half at this point. And, you know, uh, when he's at his best, he was the most consistent pitcher in our rotation last year, like day in and day out. He had the most wins in the MLB last year. So he's got injured this year and like, there's some other concerns as well, but like, that's a pretty good, pretty big fish to trade as well. And then Vaughn Grissom, who is MLB ready. And like, they already have Zach Neto, but they don't really have a consistent, solid second baseman. They have like David Fletcher who they pushed to the outfield and then they moved around other pieces like Luis mm-hmm. Renjifo and whatever. You give somebody who's MLB ready and like would be starting for the Braves if Arcia was not playing like the season of his life right now and was an all-star shortstop. And then Jared Schuster's just icing on the cake with insurance, basically. Yeah. So you put that, if you put it into the uh, trade simulator, um, this is just for, for reference, but Otani is worth 46.6 on the median. And then Freed... 17.5 because he only has two months of control. Schuster's 5.2. Grissom is 11, which is pretty surprising. Um, and then Kyle Wright is technically, technically overall the most valuable in this trade is 24.9. So the Angels are winning in this trade by 12 technical trade points um which i think is suitable enough in a way for like how much competition there is going to be for him i feel like we have the ability to offer them the most like mlb ready player yeah that's probably fair of any team and not get hurt by it either. If we lose any of these players, it would suck, but it would not really damage the team that much. Because Freed's been gone, Wright's been gone, don't even need Grissom, and Schuster's like, it's whatever. So, Where do you think he goes? Otani? Mm-hmm. Um... Knowing the Angels, they'll probably screw it up, and he'll just be in L.A. still. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like it's doubtful wherever he goes that he's necessarily going to stay there either. I don't know. I Well, I will say this. Because of his preferences, if any team on the East Coast – wants to get a shot at him, they need to trade for him now. Yeah. And so with all of these players, because they're MLB ready too right now, and we don't necessarily need them, and like Freed is most likely going to be gone, it would be really nice to keep right. Like that, if we don't keep right, we're going to have to, and then Morton's going to be gone next year, we're going to have to sign one or two free agents and kind of roll the, the, the dice on nice. that. Yeah. Um, and Schuster losing that insurance as well. Uh, Grissom, also some insurance lost as well, like with uh, who knows what RC will do next year. But theoretically, this is like a, a legit trade where I would take either side. In each situation, I would take either side of this. I'd probably take Shohei, but... Yeah. No, if you were right. in the situation where you knew you could no, not, you were not going to re-sign Shohei. I mean, it just depends. Because, I mean, like, if I wanted to, like, if the Angels were really smart, I think they just sell everyone. Like, clean completely <laughs> house. Well, they need to sell they, the whole uh, sell organization. Everything. They sell that. the team. Maybe keep Trout. Because I'd like to get his value back up, but I think you sell everyone, 
and you stockpile the farm as much as you can. I mean, a trade with Shohei for prospects, that'll take them from like a 25th ranked farm system to like uh, a top 10 because it just happened with the Nationals and Juan Soto. Juan Soto, yeah. Um, it's... So it just depends on what they want because – if I yeah. wanted that, then I would just call the Orioles. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, but like, think about the Angels from what they've done for the last ten years too. They're not gonna destroy it. Like, they're not gonna break bring it all down. They're just not going to. Yeah, I maybe do. that's what they should do. But yeah, that I feel like this would be more tempting to them because I mean, this is what John Boy has said before too, uh, and it's not always true, but it honestly, for the most part, is. Whenever you're making a trade, and the team that gets the MLB ready player or players, and then the one that's getting the prospects, the team that's always winning, for the most part, is the one that gets the MLB ready players, because you don't ever know what's going to happen with those prospects. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you have a top 100 list every year. Top 100 doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like, maybe 30% of those end up being consistent players every year. That's probably a good average. Is like 30% of those players will be in the MLB for at least five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends on what you want. Because if I really wanted to do that, like, I don't think... That's not a bad strategy at all. That's how the Orioles got so good so quickly. I well not quickly, but that's how they've gotten so good. Yeah. Like I mean they still have so much more coming. Yeah. Um which definitely makes them I mean do you think that they could be I mean they definitely could they definitely get Otani could if they wanted they to. Will. Yeah, that's kind could. of what they're it's fortifying them right now. Mm-hmm. So I I just they're going to have to sell some of these people at some point because they just don't have enough space <laughs> spaces to put them. Yeah. Um, so you're saying Giants. I mean, that I sounds, think, sounds think, pretty good. I think Giants, if he's traded this season, but I think if he doesn't, if he doesn't get traded, I think he signs with the Dodgers. I yeah. just, I, he is a Dodger, in my opinion, if he reaches – yeah, I would. I mean, that's that would be my guess in general is that he signs with the Dodgers. I think that's the most comfortable guess overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Giants sound right at this point, but I don't want to take your answer, so I'm gonna say that's fine. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna just say Yankees. They don't really. They. They. I feel like they're just gonna sell. They would sell house on him. Um. And you think about Brian Cashman. That isn't. That's his name, Brian. Mm-hmm. He's kind of at the end of his rope. He's kind of at the point where he's like. I uh, get. Yeah. You know he's from Lexington. Really. Yeah. <laughs> what a that dude. I. I can't imagine. He's probably got his own PO box just for hate mail. Um. But. Yeah, he similar to Vladimir Putin. He's kind of at the end of his reign, and uh, he's a madman. He'll just kind of do. Uh, he's already on his way out the door. He's just like, why don't I just blow it up, do this last last ditch effort? And uh, I think this podcast episode is going to get flagged now because I said Vladimir I Putin. I do not want to be anywhere. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we're past an hour now. Everything? No, thank you. Um, we're past an hour. I, um, I said this was going to be 40 minutes at the start. I, I can't control myself. I've learned that I, I blab too much. I'm trying to cut it back, and I'm, st- I'm blabbing about it. I'm blabbing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's an easy way to just kind of stop me. Um, who would you want the least in, in 20 seconds? Which, which trade candidate would you hate if the Braves got? What? Either or Dylan Steve. Do I 
Dylan's guy. Bieber or Dylan's I would hate Marcus Stroman. Yeah. I think Marcus Stroman's going to implode, and then I also, I just despise Marcus Stroman. I have not. Have you ever heard of Steve Cohen's mad about Marcus Stroman? No. It's he got 10 seconds. He got 20 seconds. He said, whatever net player hits a home run off of net, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of the guy. Um, yeah, I trust Alex Anthopoulos. We'll see what happens. We still got two weeks until it, so we'll talk a little more about it next time.